0: A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello, I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and welcome to Not For Nothing, the show where I bring you all the conversations I'm having on a daily basis, or the conversations I want to be having. And today, I have Ethan back with us again. Hello. Hello. Uh, We took a little hiatus here on the show for the summer, a little summer break. Uh, It wasn't actually planned. It just sort of happened, and we had planned some trips, and we had decided to do a few things at the end of the summer. For vacations and and such. So I just decided to take a little break. And that break lasted a little longer than I wanted. But hmm. here we are again. So how are things? Things are very good, I think. What do you think? I think things are good. Um, yeah. It's crazy. It's been a crazy summer. At the end of the summer, we went to... Maryland, with friend of the show, Flo and Michelle, Mm -hmm. friends of the show, Flo and Michelle, and because Michelle's family lives in Baltimore, Maryland, and we went to spend some time with them. We went to D.C., Washington, D.C. Yeah, and that was my first time. For your first trip. Yeah, I'd never been before. And then we went to Bethany Beach, Delaware, which I'd never been to the state of Delaware, Um, and neither had you. So... I actually really love Delaware now. Yep. At least the beaches. I don't know. Everybody's like, "Oh, but there's, there's you know trash heaps in And I'm like, "Well, there's trash heaps in every state. Yeah, there's trash so. heaps everywhere. So some people
1: would say L.A. is a
0: trash heap. <laughs> yeah, if you look under any overpass, you'll know that's true. Mm-hmm. But I love L.A. I'm glad to be back in L.A. and I am working a new gig that is beating me to death again. It's a very <laughs> physical gig. It's a gig. It's an it's a pseudo acting role it's an it's it's an interesting gig that's all i'll say um you are performing i am performing every night and um so yeah but it's a very 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 physical and my voice is hoarse because there's lots of special effects like fog and smoke and and elements so my voice gets hoarse but yeah we're doing We're we're headed we're in fall now yeah, thank god. And our house looks like it's fall.
1: It does. In fact, today after you leave, I'm going to uh put the new or not new, but the second half of the year linens on the ta- on the bed.
0: Oh good. Is it going to be a thicker mat, a thicker? No. <laughs> blanket because there's no difference
1: they're just a different color
0: good because i can't because we're in la and i can't stand the new york thick blankets anymore it's just too hot climate change is real i sweat through the night and i get cranky well we went to washington dc um what are your thoughts on washington dc yeah it was my You've, first time never been.
1: and um i kind of went into it not really thinking anything but in an open-minded way, mm-hmm. to kind of just receive whatever I was going to receive when I got there, and our first stop was the uh, the Tidal Basin, mm-hmm. uh, which if you if you're listening to this and you've never been to Washington D.C., that's where you'll find a lot of the famous monuments um, that Jefferson people know about from D.C. Like, like Martin
0: yeah. Luther King,
1: F.D.R., Franklin FDR. Delano Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There was a couple of other ones around there. I think that was it on the tidal basin. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a lot to walk around. It was a long walk, yeah, uh, and it was very hot that day. Um, because you know, yeah, we went it in is August. a swamp after all, and we did yeah. go in August, so we were kind of prepared for that, but maybe not as mentally prepared as we should have been.
0: Well, we we were from the south, right. where there was humidity, and we thought that's fine, but yeah, but we haven't had to trudge through that humidity for quite <laughs> in some four time. years, yeah. so. You acclimate quickly because um, there was a time when we lived in New York City and we would go to the subway stop in negative six degree weather in our parkas. And now if it gets below 60, we're like, oh, my uh, God, it's frigid. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, but yeah, so that was our first stop. And um, I can't remember when. Oh, I do remember. Um, so we went first to Jefferson and. I mean, I probably could have spent a good thirty minutes there, just mm-hmm. looking around and reading all the stuff. Uh, yeah. And then we walked down the stairs and went around toward uh, the FDR, and that one was definitely that one. Might have been my favorite thing we saw the whole day was mm-hmm. the
0: FDR uh, monument the memorial. FDR memorial, yeah. really? There was something about it. it. Well, it just meanders. It's like it's like a museum of marble and statues. Yeah, outside and the water
1: features and everything. Yeah, and like the different water features. Meant different stuff, you know. Yeah, and um, we were there. It was our it was only our second thing to see, and I kind of pulled Kyle aside and I said, "Just so you know, I'm going to be really quiet today because I'm just taking everything in." Yeah, and you were like, "Okay," and then I could hear like a couple of minutes later, Michelle behind us asking, "You is Ethan okay? He's being really quiet," mm-hmm. <laughs> and you yeah. kind of said, "Yeah, he's okay. He's just he's just taking it all in." Um,
0: well, would you think? Would you say that? Because I, I do have a reverie for most everything in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I love to experience what it was meant mm-hmm. to experience. Because, you know, there's people who go to these monuments and they take pictures and cute selfies and right. this and that. And I'm like, what is the purpose of this? And I like to try to feel that. And so I do go into something, some to things with reverie and, you know, contemplative thought space uh, would you say that that sort of rubbed off from me to you? Because um, you, I don't feel like you were always that way, quiet and contemplative about something like a museum or a monument or anything.
1: No, I would say I I have, I have always been that way, um, but maybe I. What I will say is now I have a greater appreciation for um, what it must have been like. In the days of when that was created. Right.
0: Or... When it, when it was happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the The time we were commemorating and the person we were commemorating for this I've, monument. Because I've always been able to have a respect for
1: what it means. Like, whatever the piece of art or the monument means and mm-hmm. what it's supposed to represent. Yeah. And I've always been able to have a respect for, oh, this is a big deal.
0: I guess what I mean is, like, I like to think back, especially when we're commemorating someone. Like the Martin Luther King um, monument or memorial, he really was just a preacher from a church. And we all know preachers from churches, but he was a preacher from a church who had something to say. And then he went out in the streets and said it. And before long, people started marching for him and with him and he became greater than the sum of his own parts. Mm -hmm. He created a movement of Mm nonviolence and people were listening and he got the attention of Lyndon Baines Johnson and you know, he, and now he's this great father figure of the civil rights movement. But at the end of the day, he was just a man who had something to say and decided to stand up and say it. Mm -hmm. And that's who all people are. You go back to the revolutionary war we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Are you mad? Let's ma- let's have a meeting. You're mad, I'm mad. Let's have a meeting of people who are mad. And then 13 colonies got together a group of people who were mad, just like you and I are mad about things sometimes and angry. And they decided, you know, let's take this message back to our people. And it, it just, it builds from one decision and running for president. You know, all these monuments, it was just people like you and me mm-hmm. who decided to do something different um and so i always like to rest back on that and and it's just it's mesmerizing for me to think that one decision can change the trajectory of your entire life oh yeah and sometimes and other people's lives right exactly that's what i was
1: about to say yeah sometimes that one decision takes you on this path that leads you to become you know one of the most influential people in the history Mm -hmm. of a country and yeah you know You never uh, wake up one day and think, you know what? Today's the day that I'm going to change the world. Right. I think that's what I kept saying while we were in D.C. Was thinking back to all of these people like Jefferson and Washington. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't stop thinking back to them in the days that they were living and doing their thing Mm -hmm. in early America. And were they thinking we're creating the most powerful country in the world or we're changing the face of this world you know like, I like or were they think... just thinking we're just trying to do something good for ourselves or, right and not in a selfish way but yeah like that i, I really... deserve
0: the chance to live my own destiny yeah. like i like to think that they they did think perhaps this could change the world because they, they call America the great experiment mm-hmm. because it had never been done. Mm-hmm. There have been other civilizations that were democratic in the way that we are, a republic of elected officials. There have been different variations of what America is in history, but they always 100% failed. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call this the great experiment, and they continue to because this is the first... I won't say only now, but for the long, for a long, long, long time, it was the only example of where this actually worked. Yeah. Um. But it's part of our human rights activism as Americans to spread democracy throughout the world. Let everybody have their own chance. Um. And you and I were, well, you and I and Michelle and Flo, we went to dinner last night, and we were talking about that just then. You were saying that you think that no, not. All, not every joe schmo should just be able to run for president or whatever because of the last four and a half mm-hmm. years with donald trump and I s and i made the example i said but let's look at how that's a success a bartender from the bronx ran for the Rep- house of representatives and is now one of the most powerful women in washington alexandria ocasio cortez um and so that is where A government by the people and for the people does work so you know it is it's it's the great experiment yeah and that and it failed us i mean i know that i I don't want to alienate any listeners who liked donald trump or i mean i doubt i have any listeners who like donald trump (laughs) really but anybody who's a conservative i don't want to offend anybody but the the system failed us with donald trump he did not do well by us he did not do right by america
1: well, and even just logistically, the system failed because there was plenty of evidence that there was uh, outside influence adjusting how the election right. was going. And uh-huh. nobody seemed to want to stop anything or do anything about it.
0: Well, and, and it's interesting, and, I, and we'll get back to D.C., but it's interesting because there have been people who, um, like, there was a politician who did not win his election because he added an e at the end of potato when he was speaking before a class they were like he's an idiot right and there was somebody who lost their election because he got too excited on the podium well he he got yeah i mean he was just like yeah you know um little things kicked them out of the race when it's like we didn't even have a chance to see because i mean everybody's added a letter like is there any e at the end of potato <laughs> because there's an e in potatoes, potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's not any you know there's little things like that that disqualified people that probably shouldn't have but people were like they held their leaders to such a standard that any flaw like that was in- unacceptable and now i'm wondering if donald trump's flaw perseverance through the flaws will lead us to being okay with someone if they don't know how to spell potato.
1: Right. Continue to reflect on all of those kind of things that you were just talking about, in a way. Like, all of the less less than satisfactory things that have happened in our country recently. Mm -hmm. And all of the downright awful, terrible things that have happened, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't need to list them, but an insurrection on the Capitol, police violence.
0: That was like a bonus. That was like a cute little bonus. At like the I, end I'm, of Trump's presidency. Well, yeah,
1: but I'm speaking also just beyond Trump's presidency. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the police brutality and yeah. the continued racism and hate crimes against, you know, the wh- whoever happens to be the hated minority group of the day, mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, and now everything that's going on in Texas. And I was, while we were in DC, and I was seeing it all with fresh eyes. And could not escape the the spirituality and the knowledge of mm-hmm. like I am walking amongst past and living history. Yeah. It was also emotional for me because everywhere everywhere I looked made me think we could be so much better than what we are right now. Yeah, I we mean, could that, be so
0: much better. Washington DC, the monuments, the museums, everything. It definitely is a celebration of the greatest it's, the, it's a celebration of the heads side of the coin. But our country has a very, very, very detailed tails side of that coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all should be striving to to, la- to flip a coin and land on heads. Yeah. I mean, that's it. We should all be striving for better, and we could do better. We have that. Um, and not to get into it, but it's money. The rich need yep. to get taxed. You need to tax the rich. Take their money and use it. Well, and also... There is somebody who's
1: very close to me who I won't uh, put on blast here just in case they don't <laughs> want me to. But um, they have a kind of different philosophy when it comes to what you were just saying. Um, every 4th of July, they kind of put out a statement that basically says, I refuse to celebrate this bullshit holiday because this country's bullshit. <laughs> and yeah. I can't blame them because look around you. You know what? Mm-hmm. Everything that, that you see that's going on and the just general apathy that seems to uh, be the overall response to these horrible things. Mm-hmm. How can you not think that?
0: Right. And I try
1: to avoid. I don't necessarily agree with those sentiments, but I don't. I do not begrudge anybody from I'm thinking. Br- that yeah, I don't because begrudge Because how them. you have to reach a point where you're just so frustrated that you can't occupy your mind with that anymore
0: well and the, and the the on the other side conservatives a lot of times will say if you don't love this country then you should leave well this is a country by the people for the people so this is from me and for me and if it's from me and for me i get a decision on whether or not we need to change it and that's what i'm i think we need to change a lot around here and I think that everybody has that decision. Do you want to change this country and make it better? Because women being able to vote, I believe, makes this country better. And black people being able to vote makes this country better. And gay people getting to the opportunity to marry whoever they want to marry makes this country better. And uh, if you have conservative values of family values and a family unit and two people who love each other very much and raising children together, then you're leaving a whole section of the population out by excluding gay people or by excluding immigrants. And we were talking about last night or was it two nights ago? I think it might've been two nights ago now where we were talking about, um, me being an eternal optimist. And I said, well, you have, cause we were watching Oprah we were watching something from Oprah on Apple TV plus and you had said, what, how did that conversation go? Do you remember? I don't even remember what you're referring to. <laughs> oh, well, I was just saying that, Oh, we were saying that's what it was. We were t- watching Oprah's COVID-19 um, coverage and she was talking to different people in the early days of the pandemic. And, and it was very clear to people who are spiritually minded That this is a moment to pause and reflect. And we are, we have hit a crossroads in this country and we need to do better. And we, this is a moment of pause for the entire planet to re examine ourselves and do better. And I said, that was so hopeful back then because this was over a year ago that this was recorded and we're just now watching it because we have Apple TV Plus. And I said, that was so. Thoughtful, And I said, I don't think we succeeded in what her hopes were. And you said, nope, we sure didn't.
1: Well, because she was interviewing Idris Elba for the first episode of the series that she was doing. And he said something something to the effect of, I hope this crisis is what helps to bring us all together when we've been so divided. And we can come together and really conquer Mm -hmm. this. And I said, well, guess what, Idris? We didn't.
0: Yeah. And we got into a discussion of whether or not those sentiments are appropriate. And... I, I think it's okay, and I was saying I think it's okay to you know, acknowledge that we got work to do, but I said you have to be the hope for the world. You have to go out with the hope for the world that you really want to see because we're all here and we're all equal, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe in the sanctity of priests and rabbis or the sanctity of monarchs and queens or the sanctity of people who have been elected to office. We are all just one human with the same type of heartbeat and the same, and we use the same oxygen to breathe with. And so we can affect change. And I said, we have to at least hope for the, for a better future, because if you have lost all hope for a better future, it's a guarantee you won't find it. And you have to, as Mahatma Gandhi said, you have to be the change you want to see in the world, and that's true. You have to go out and at least hope that you can change the world, and not even just the world, but change the energy that surrounds you, and so that maybe that'll touch someone else.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I'm on the same page with you on that, because that's kind of what I was getting at earlier with my reference to what my friend tends to think about various things when it comes to this country, um, I'm more in the mindset of you about like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to give up yet. I fully understand why some people have.
0: Is there a point that you're going to reach where you do want to give up? I don't really see that happening. Because I'll never give up. I don't really see that I happening. Mean, because what's, the, I mean, if you give up, then you are submitting to higher yeah. powers that that have control over you now. I don't really I see that. I want to
1: give up. I don't see that happening for me either. If for no other reason, then I'm just super stubborn. And, <laughs> uh, I, uh, am perfectly willing to just continue on being frustrated with things, but still with the hope that maybe we as a collective can do something about those things that are mm-hmm. making me angry. Right. This is kind of a, an episode without a template. <laughs> We're just kind of talking. Uh, so now I kind of want to take us in the direction of the rest of our trip because
0: yeah we can go back to the trip
1: just because um (laughs) we uh you know we spent a day in dc and it was full of heavy thoughts like all these things that we've been thinking about
0: we went to the smithsonian as well and we went to the Lincoln Memorial, and we went to the Washington Monument, which nothing was really going on at Wa- the Washington Monument. It's there. Yeah. We love Washington. He's the first.
1: That's so funny that you think that because that's – I don't think we've discussed it, but that's kind of how I felt about it too. What? Uh, I was I had a client, and I was telling her about the trip and everything and uh, was running through the list of all the stuff that we saw in D.C. Yeah. And mentioned the Washington Monument, and she said, ooh, what would you think of that? And I said, I mean, it's there. It's big. And that's about it. And she laughed. And she was like, yeah, I guess you're right.
0: Well, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, and I've never been in it. I'd like to go up into it the next time we go. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I mean, Washington's the first. He was the father of this country. Um, we went to the Vietnam Memorial. We went to the – we, we didn't go to the Korean Memorial. No. Um but we went to the World War, the new World War Two Memorial, um, which was really cool because we, we saw, did. I forgot about that. We saw a true a group of men who were from the Missouri outfit. I guess mm-hmm. they were from Missouri uh, who fought in World War Two. They were very, very old. Yeah, and they were there to see it, and I got very emotional mm-hmm. to to think because I mean. Uh, We were in D.C. and we were thinking about, you know, just what was the what had been happening in D.C., the insurrection and Donald Trump sort of pissing all over the Constitution and and the Declaration of Independence, the reason for this country. He didn't care. And I just I got very emotional about these men who fought Hitler and fought the Axis powers because they were trying to impose something on the world that was not our ideals and they won they won they beat that they beat that regime they beat it back and for what for this what we what we're seeing in our world today Mm -hmm. it just made me so emotional it was a good day yeah i forgot we had gone to the world war
1: ii and that was it was beautiful Mm -hmm. uh and very large so i'm kind of surprised that i forgot about that well
0: and of course i got very emotional at the Vietnam Memorial yes, because dying. my dad was Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your? I mean, we haven't really talked talked about it at all. Your, so let's do it now. In front your, of people. um your, you said you got really emotional. I was kind of very introspective, so I'm not even a little bit aware of what you and Flo and Michelle were doing while I was at the Vietnam Memorial. So let's uh, go into it. Well, I think
1: Flo, in his way that he usually that he usually is, was just very sweet and their four of me and Michelle and Michelle and I were uh going through our own emotions with it uh because of our relationship to you Mm -hmm. um Michelle mentioned a couple of times to me that she said she just kept saying it's just so hard for me to see him like this Mm -hmm. um and for me it was more about I I won't pretend to know what was going through your mind but I had a general feeling of what was going through your mind Mm -hmm. and I would kind of look back and see you at the wall just doing your thing and um, I, I just kind of allowed the emotion of the moment to come to me and I didn't fight it and it made me emotional and Michelle said what what is it what's going on and I said I think
0: this is the last goodbye in a sense yeah um because i i went to the vietnam memorial um when i was nine years old we went to washington dc and my mother tells the story that and and i hope everybody's okay with me telling this because i mean it's it's pretty personal um my mom said she'd never seen my dad just like outright cry like that like he cried At the Vietnam Memorial, and I don't really remember that. I remember him getting emotional, but our family was sort of an emotional family anyway. Like, my sister and I, we didn't have any qualms about crying. We never really saw our mom cry either. Um, But it was, you know, I don't remember it being odd that dad was crying. And I remember experiencing it from a child's perspective. My dad went to a foreign country, and every generation that I can think of had been soldiers before me. And I I kind of just assumed I would have to be a soldier at some point as a child because all generations before me were. And I wasn't, I never was. But, and I remember this story from growing up. My dad told it, but I was like, it didn't register how sad it was f- until th- I was there again. So, and I'll tell it now, my, my father, he was in basic training, and his name is Coy Leon Henderson, as mine is Kyle Leon Henderson, and there was a, and he went by Leon, he went by his middle name, Leon, uh, in the army, they called him Leon, and in basic training, there was a black man named Leon Henderson, in the same out- outfit he was in, in the same operation, same group, whatever. And they got to be really good friends. And they were calling people up to go to Vietnam. And they said, uh, next, they were calling all these names. And they said, Henderson, Leon. And they kind of looked at each other. And they just kind of jokingly said, which one? And they said, both. And so my dad and this other Leon Henderson went to Vietnam. Different places, different camps. That was the last time they saw each other was... At basic training. And when we went to Vietnam Memo- the Vietnam Memorial in D.C., my dad saw his own name on the Vietnam Memorial wall. And that's when he realized his friend was gone in the war, was lost in the war. And that was, that was an interesting story as a child. But, I mean, like, as an adult, I'm like, that's heartbreaking and eerie to see your own name on the Vietnam wall that but you didn't die in the war. So it's just it's interesting. Um and being there it just sort of I could feel dad's presence. I could feel him there with his people. It was I mean that's I mean you you remember going to the wall and it was so it was just quiet. Mm-hmm. It was desperately quiet and and the last thing i'll say about it is this country has done no service whatsoever for vietnam veterans they were they're the forgotten soldier and they deserve more um it could be argued also that the gulf war in the late 80s early 90s that soldier has been forgotten as well maybe even more so than the vietnam war vietnam veterans because i don't know they they had at least something to go back to the Vietnam vets but they didn't get any special treatment which they should have but yeah it just it breaks my heart for the Vietnam veterans and there's still some Mm -hmm. around they're around they're only in their 70s at the most in their 80s yeah some of them is still you know younger than that in their late 60s but they're still around and we should do right by them um what about the Smithsonian
1: the Smithsonian I mean I understand that there are many branches and different buildings for it and stuff, but we went to the American history wing of the Smithsonian and it was honestly smaller than I was expecting. Really? But I do think a lot of it was closed off Mm -hmm. because of COVID situations. Yeah. Um,
0: well, and it is micro separated. It is, there are, I don't know, 10, 20. I don't know how many museums there are. Right. Exactly. And
1: I'm thinking about it now, actually. and, I think maybe what's going on in my brain is the actual building itself was smaller than I thought it would be, but they pack that building. There's a lot they in really there. Um, There's 11 museums in yeah. the Smithsonian. Um, and, uh, you know, whenever we're able to go back, I would love to go to the Natural History Museum because that's definitely my speed. We just we forewent that this time because, you know, you have to make your list carefully of what you're able to see. Yeah. Um, especially if you're only going for a day. Uh, well,
0: I'd like to go. I'd like to go back to Baltimore with oh with yeah, Michelle too. and Flo and maybe because it's an hour drive to DC and maybe do a few days in DC mm-hmm. just for the museums right. and some other things. Like I wanted to go see the museum or the um, Library of Congress and it was closed that day. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do?
1: But we saw at the Smithsonian. Of course, we saw um, the pop culture section, which mm-hmm. was you know the the original uh red red ruby slippers from Wizard yeah. of Oz. Uh, which was really interesting to see. Um we also the one section that keeps coming out to me was a section that we actually didn't spend very much time at all in. We just kind of sped right through it. And I could have stayed and spent a lot of time there. What? But again, you have to do what you you have to, you know, plan your day carefully. It was this room where it was a recreation of a house that from what I could tell it was the same house that different families lived in over the course of several decades. Yeah. And it detailed physically, but also like in society, what changed in the household over those times. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was
0: really interesting. Yeah, we did breeze right through that. And I kind of regret that.
1: Like, I think we walked in there thinking it was something else. And we, when we realized what it was, we were like, oh, well, let's just go. So we just walked, literally didn't stop. We just walked on through. Yeah, And I would look up and see a couple of things of what it is. And think, oh, but I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you should have stopped us. Um,
1: but we also spent a good deal of time in the section about the presidents and the office of the president.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting is Flo, our friend, is from France. And he was deeply interested in mm-hmm. in that. And you know me. You don't have to twist my arm to tell a history story. Because, Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't know me, listeners. But I have a history degree. And... You don't have to twist my arm to tell a history story. I love to tell stories, and Flo was very interested. So Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time in there talking about the history of our presidents and stuff because he moved here in 2016. So he moved here at the end of Obama's presidency, and then came Donald Trump. So he has a very limited firsthand experience of America and their presidents. So... Yeah, it was a nice trip to D.C. I can't wait to go back with you. Um, but like you said, uh, well, like we said, we went to uh, Baltimore for a little bit. We didn't actually spend any time really in Baltimore. We
1: didn't, mostly because of the weather. Um, yeah. Because our plan was to spend some time in Baltimore on the day that we were leaving because our flight left at like 6 p.m. or something. Yeah. So we packed up, and we were going to just explore the city. We were going to go to Fort... McHenry um mm-hmm. yep. and see that which I always love to see a Ford it's very cool yeah to me. I like I enjoy I um, that but and it was so funny too because that whole week that we were there it was supposed to rain and it never did never did never did
0: yeah we kept missing the rain
1: to the point where uh Michelle's mother was like you guys keep getting lucky because it has not rained yet and it keeps saying that it's going to and then the last day that we were there when we were going to actually like see Baltimore for the first time the bottom fell out. Yeah. And it, was, it just it was torrential downpour and all day. bless
0: her heart, Michelle wanted to show us more McHenry. And she's like, well, maybe the rain will let up. And I'm like, it's not looking like it's gone too. Mm-mm. So we skipped that. But we did spend um, a whole weekend, I think three nights, three or four. Was it three, three. or four mm-hmm. nights at the beach? Because Michelle's family has a beach house. And we went to Bethany Beach, Delaware. Um, and yeah, we had we had crabs for the first mm-hmm. time. I cut my finger on a crab. Uh, a crab shell. When yep. it broke, it cut me, and I bled a lot. Um, and they said, "Oh, but you're not eating crab unless you cut yourself." Yeah, they're like, "You everybody's cut their hand on a crab shell," so I was initiated as a crab eater, I guess. Yep. Um, what do you think of the crab eating crabs? Oh, I loved it. Really? Yeah,
1: I love seafood. Anything. So, um, and I'm not opposed because you know. There's definitely a camp of people that doesn't like to get their hands dirty when it comes to eating.
0: That's the dirtiest thing I've ever seen in my life, eating crabs. And I'm not one of those people. I don't mind. I know. I've seen you eat dinner. <laughs> so I've good. seen you eat fried chicken over dinner. <laughs>
1: and I will say, um, they had shrimp as well. And I think I preferred the shrimp. I love, mm-hmm. I love shrimp. I prefer but shrimp. the crab was good, too.
0: I like crab meat. I don't know that... Digging it out of the crab's body myself is my favorite way to eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but see now, whenever you do have a crab meal, like crab cakes or something, you have a greater appreciation. for, I really what, for the effort that goes into making. I really it. do. Um, yeah, we did some outlet shopping, and we sure did because there are no sales tax in Delaware. Mm-hmm. So go to Delaware, do your shopping. Um, we
1: definitely got some, you know, touristy chotchkes. Oh yeah, we well, and we we, got-
0: we always get. Um, Christmas ornaments from our trips. Now. We do, and that was sort of an a- happy accident. Um, that started this year, I think. Mm. Was it? I mean, did we do anything other than that this year? I mean, did we do any ornaments other than just this year? Because we went to the Sequoia National Forest with Mom and Aunt Sandra, and got a Christmas ornament there. We got a Vietnam Memorial Christmas ornament, and we got we did we went kayaking on the bay Mm -hmm. and it was fun me and flo were in a kayak together yes you were the comic relief that's for sure that was interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah we we had a great trip anything else you want to say about the trip
1: uh well all i wanted to say as well is i think we all got what we needed out of it yeah um because there was a day on the beach where you and michelle were out in the ocean and having a bonding time, just chit-chatting about stuff.
0: Yeah, me and Michelle found ourselves um, in the water alone while everybody else was on the beach, just basking in the sun. And the conversation for about an hour that we had floating in the water by ourselves, uh, I cherish that. Mm-hmm. And no one will ever know what was said out there. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a big deal, because you tell me everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: But... After that conversation, you got out of the water and you told me, oh, we just had this great conversation. It was mm-hmm. so nice. And you said, what about you? What's on your mind? And I said, nothing. <laughs> and that is exactly what I wanted. Well, and
0: that I don't want anybody to think that it's like sinister or anything like that. It wasn't really anything that, you know, it's not anything, the conversation. Yeah. It wasn't like revelations. Like she told me she robbed a bank or something. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, it's nothing like that. But it's just, you know, sometimes when you get to the, the chance to bond with a best friend in a tropical setting, hmm. it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i glad that summer's over. Me too. Um, we're still in COVID.
1: Yes, but hey, I'm seeing articles here and there that are saying... You know, experts are seeing
0: signs of hope and signs of the end of well, this and blah, we, blah, 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 blah. So. more than half, we are above the, the halfway point of vaccinations in this country. And that's a big deal. I mean, I don't want anybody to think like, because people are like, um, Joe Biden's not doing it fast enough or yada, yada. You know, it's like, ugh, really? Joe Biden's not to blame here, guys. He made it accessible for you. There's enough vaccines that everybody on planet Earth could have one now if they wanted it but they don't want it, so. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But yeah, and I keep thinking back to, I think it was a Washington Post article that I read. Uh, I wanna say, like in the, around this time of year, last year, uh, and it never has left my memory because it was so specific. Mm -hmm. Um, It said, you know, we've spoken to all the experts and all of the people who know what they're talking about and this whole thing, and here's their projection. And it basically said, you know, fall of 2020, it's bad. Yeah. And it's going to continue being bad. It's going to be bad. Winter of 2020, it's going to get worse. People are going to do what they're not supposed to do. People are going to travel. People are going to get together with family. And it's going to spread like crazy. And we might have to go back to some pretty strict restrictions. And spring 2021, it's going to start lightening up. And we're going to start seeing some relaxation of uh, restrictions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Summer 2021, we're going to think it's gone. That's what they said. They said, when summer 2021 hits, yeah, it's going to be so under control that we think we've got this. And then fall is going to hit, and it's going to get worse again. And then winter 2021 is going to hit, and it's going to get worse than that. And again, we might have to go back to some restrictions. But then spring 2022, right after Christmas, or right after the new year, right. they say it's going to start lightening up again, and that'll be it. Once well, it I starts hope that's lightening true. up in 2022. Hope, it's going to start going away and staying away.
0: I hope so. Well, the thing is, I was looking it up while you were talking and we are at 54.8% vaccinated in this country now. We're almost at 55%. Still got a long way to go. Um Well, and
1: if you think about it, that and it's nowhere near as simple as this. I n- understand, but that is probably about the percentage of, you know, liberal versus conservative in this country. Mhm. So in 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 theory all the liberals have gotten their vaccines. Right. <laughs> I, like I said, I know it's not that, but it's just interesting.
0: Um so and and yeah, I mean it, it is pretty I mean it's kind of that simple. <laughs> A little bit, but um the cases around the world is 219 million cases. Mm-hmm. Of COVID and deaths are four point five, four point fifty 4.55 million. Mhm. 4.55 million deaths around the country and we're up to 680,000 deaths in the United States um with 42 million cases 42 and a million and a half cases point of reference if you're listening to this there are 404 million four and a half million cases of deaths from covid around the world 680,000 of them are in the United States the next the next uh, country below us is 592,000 in Brazil, but we are the first. We have the most deaths from any country in the world of COVID-19, we have the most cases because that's the thing. Here's Here's interesting. Can you follow these numbers? There's 42.5 million cases of COVID in the United States with 6680,000 deaths. In Brazil, there is twenty one point three million cases with five hundred ninety death, two deaths, two thousand deaths. So a high, a much much higher percentage of the people who got COVID died in Brazil, mm-hmm. like almost a quarter of them. So that's wow. that's I mean, kudos to being better than Brazil, American health or whatever. That's, that's kind know, of a whatever. low bar. Yeah. Um but then the next country is um India with 33.6 million cases with 446,000 deaths. So we, you know, we have the most deaths because we have more people, but like it's a low bar to try to hit because the fourth country is United Kingdom. Yeah. 7.5 million cases. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's like a fraction of it, with only 136,000 deaths. So, wow, a lot of people have died from this, a lot, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, those people aren't coming back. So, and uh, on the way, our police have murdered black people in the streets. Uh, our citizens have stormed the Capitol and tried to steal the government. Uh, while keeping in mind they were trying to assassinate politicians mm-hmm. that they did not agree with, not not necessarily from the opposite party, but just the ones they did not agree with, like Mike Pence. Had he not been protected that day, he would be dead. Mm-hmm. So this has been a crazy year. On the heels of a crazy year, um, that's the thing. Like I feel like we are like a deer. a a newborn deer yeah for sure because nothing happened in 2020 we all sat still and did nothing and then we stood up and tried to walk in 2021 and we looked like somebody who'd had too much to drink Hmm. we were walking all over the place stumbling but we're about to be in the last quarter of the year in a few days um october it's the last quarter of 2021 and i hope we can finish strong Yep. What do you think? I suppose we'll see. But um
1: in a way I have more I have more hope for 2022 than for the end of 2021.
0: I do too. And that's partly because of the TV shows we're watching. Uh we're watching Ted Lasso and yes. we're watching The Good Fight and we are watching What else we, what else are we watching that's brand new? Impeachment, impeachment. Um Reliving a simpler time when a sex scandal is what brings a country down. Mm -hmm. Um, We are also watching the second season of The Morning Show full of drama. Um, Yeah, I I, like we're doing a lot of fun stuff.
1: I don't know about you, but (laughs) I find myself at a small bandwidth for just new drama in general. i'm not I really love t- i love television no but not not tv oh like, real drama in real life. oh no yeah. i've
0: had a, i've had my feel for the last two years like everybody's
1: talking about the... like that's
0: why i love the good fight and that's why i love that's why i love all these dramatic tv shows i'm like my god that's crazy but there's nothing you could write that's been crazier than the life we've lived mm-hmm.
1: and now everybody's talking about the what's her name gabby whatever who was murdered and oh a hike. yeah
0: the yeah,
1: and people were like, have uh, you heard about this bubble? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah, I truly have not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I probably Gabby. should. But- she and her
0: boyfriend went hiking. He came back. She didn't. And so they were like, "Where's she at?" And he's like, "I don't know." And then and they said, "Okay." <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm gonna go for a hike by himself and never came back." And while he was gone, they found Gabby's body dead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, maybe he did it." And I'm like, "You think?" You think? Do you think that he might have killed her and ran away? And you let him go cuz he's white? Cuz he's white? That's what I said. Um Yeah, no black man would have ever gone hiking after that. Mm-hmm. He would have been in jail. Um And that's not a good thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is a good thing. Maybe it, whoever went hiking with her and didn't come back with her should be like held for questioning. Yeah. Maybe not put Until in jail, but at least her. not be
1: able to go for a
0: hike. Help, help us find her if you really care. But that being said, I yeah we're we're doing well. Your business is kind of thriving. You started yep. a business this year. We're we talked about that. Um, it's building. I am still doing what I'm doing: performing and doing podcasting and doing improving and doing some writing. Uh, I gained weight. That's cute i gained weight too and i'm happy about it <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to gain it i'm trying to lose it and i'm finding that it's harder now at 34 to lose this weight than it was at say 30 mm-hmm. and that's not appropriate i don't like that <laughs> i um, didn't ask for this i did not solicit this but i guess a the, having the having the audacity to get older you did solicit it mm-hmm, exactly so, whatever We're back. We're back on the airwaves from our little summer hiatus. And next week we'll be bringing you a double date that we went on just a few weeks ago and introducing you to some new friends. Friends of the show probably will be back until then. I I beg of you to see the logic in life. (laughs) My mother wrote me the other day and said, well, people or she called me. She didn't write me. Um, she called me and we were talking about you know covid numbers going up in alabama she and all the people that i care about most except for one is vaccinated and she's like yeah the numbers just keep going up and i'm like well do you see the correlation any all these people getting covid mostly are not vaccinated and yet people aren't getting vaccinated and i get it I guess I don't get it. Actually, I don't get it. Like people are upset about my right to choose. Well, choose it. Go ahead and choose it. Choose to get vaccinated. You should want to be vaccinated because we were at the the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial and all and there's a statue of him in a wheelchair and he was in a wheelchair because he was stricken with polio. And guess what? Nobody I know was stricken with polio because we got vaccinated against polio. And you don't get stricken with with COVID. You die from it. Or you get over it. But you know, that's a gamble. Are you willing to take that gamble? I mean, I guess some people are, but I'm not. And I'd really love it if everybody would just go get vaccinated. And if you think it is a, a rights issue and you should be free to choose for yourself whether or not to get the vaccine just go choose get the vaccine plain and simple go choose it and then let's go let's go to brunch without our masks on how about that and if you're not vaccinated and you've chosen to go that route have some respect for your fellow man wear a mask because they asked you to because if you give it to them you could be giving them something that could kill them and you don't know whether or not you are. So if you don't wear your mask, you're pretty much saying I don't care whether you live or die. I mean, that's that's pretty much how it how you are. But I hope everybody's doing well because we're going to finish strong and like like Ethan said, by the end of the year, we're going to keep going and we're going to get rid of this thing. And cuz all things are temporary, and even this. It's time to go pet a cat.
1: Yes. We've got one wa- wandering around restlessly.
0: Yes. And he's that like, means he well, needs y'all attention. Stop. Y'all are not giving me any attention. He's well, about to jump on the table. Are you about to jump on the table? Come, jump on the table. There you go. Let everybody know you're here. Right there. There he good is. Good kitty. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Have a good day.